0: Well, AC, this is the time of year where we give thanks for all the blessings in our lives. So uh, I thought I'd ask you, what have you got to be thankful for, AC? This gun. (laughs) Pointed at you right now. (laughs) There's a bullet in
1: here that's got Yuletide written on it. Yep. Before I shoot you with the Yuletide bullet, Mm -hmm.
0: I want you to tell me one thing. Mm. What the fuck does Yuletide mean? Uh, I think it's something to do with winter. Yeah. It's fucking summer. I don't, have, I don't have a joke answer for that. No. <gasps> because you'll be having Christmas cheer and <laughs> <laughs> That was the best. That was the best <laughs> sound
1: effect of a gun I could do with my mouth. <laughs>
0: Hello, ho, 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 all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 49 of Game Life Balance Australia. I am your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by the ghost of Christmas past, Andrew AC Yoshimura. I got chains, and I'm rattling them. (laughs) To be fair, I had the chains before I died and became the ghost of Christmas past. Wait, isn't that... wait... (laughs) Is that, the, is that the ghost no. of Christmas present or the future? No, or? that's Marley with the chains. That's, he's not even the ghost, he's just a ghost of a dude. <laughs> ghost of Look, I like these chains,
1: all right. <laughs> I'm given, like, you know how hard it is to be the ghost of Christmas past? You have to kill the old ghost. Yeah. And who are you going to call?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Ghostbusters. No, they're fuck women guys. now. and no, no, That's against my much. belief system. Oh, I hate you so much. You just <laughs> heard this podcast. <laughs> We were discussing the patriarchy before. Yeah. Look, if, if I, I'm nothing if not a very hardline right wing, <laughs> uh, I like to voice my, my my beliefs. On he's not, and it, he just I just love this
1: personality <laughs> of this like Trump supporter, and yep. it, I don't love yep. it at all. Actually, it
0: confuses the hell out of me. Oh my, a black woman is a is a star of something. I am outraged. <laughs> said said the Rob. Yeah. Um, Well, AC, it's time to deck the halls, (sighs) jingle the bells, and cram a fistful of stuffing up a turkey's cloaca. Oh, there (laughs) There it goes. It's It's right up there right now. There's all that stuffing. It's the Christmas special. And tinsel. Lots of tinsel up there. Yes, yes. Tinsel, crinkly, uh, extra sharp tinkle. Tinsel, tinkle. 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 (laughs) There'll be tinkle too. Yes. Lots We're, of tinkle and tinkle. We'll be taking a tinkle on all things Christmas in this. Hey, I will. <laughs> I'll volunteer for that. Yeah. Uh, and I think
1: we timed this incorrectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's this episode is meant to be kind of coming out around Christmas, but mm. our actual schedule
0: release date is actually meant to be like, I don't know, around New Year's. Yeah. So, so th- this might come out a little bit early. It might come out early. It might come out late. It might come out at the Garden Gate rhymes um, going <laughs> yeah, leave you hanging there Robbie yeah no don't definitely don't try and jump in and save me
1: no 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 I, I live for those moments where you <laughs> just you go trailing off and I just go what's he gonna do next <laughs> oh that's right fucking all
0: yeah because like it just exposes the fact that I'm actually very bad at improv and, <laughs> and really not very good at comedy at all um, much like the yeah, Segway. Much like the Segway that I have. <laughs> which is a bad comedy thing. It is. So look, we d- <laughs> this is our third Christmas special, not including I don't know, people we've killed on Christmas Day previously. Yeah, yeah with a, with a special weapon. <laughs> I don't BFG. Sharpened wooden spoon.
1: I kinda wanna see that.
0: Yeah. I sharpened the spoon end though, not the not the, the stick end. Well that makes more sense. Yeah. You got more digging power. Yeah, there. that's right. I can really scoop out the brain and the Uh, The spleen. (laughs) That's very Christmassy, I gotta say. (laughs) Appendix. So, so,
1: so yeah, we keep doing this Christmas special. I don't know why. I'm
0: an atheist. We all know that. But I am am sort of, I'm sort of, like, ironically super into Christmas. Sort of. (laughs) Like, I am a Christian, so there isn't that. I think you are into Christmas. I don't think it's... I am into, like, the secular shitty Christmas Like, I am kind of into that, you know like, the- Are you into the presents? Were you into the presents when you were a kid? When I was a kid, it was all about the presents yeah. yeah But, like, and the problem is when you go to church You're supposed to, like, not be like that, you know Oh um, so But you- that's how you hook the kitties so You have this elaborate ruse where you're like Oh, yeah, Jesus and God and stuff Oh, oh. It's, all about, it's all about giving and not receiving um, But then you, like, get really upset when your parents don't get you the thing that you asked for
1: Oh, my parents did that uh- year
0: in, year <clears> out <throat> Yeah, yeah. I should. What I should have asked for is highly educational, boring crap and socks. And then I would have been like totally sorted, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I remember like
1: <laughs> I asked for an entire year for yeah.
0: just one Asterix book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I was really into Asterix in like 1989 or something like that. Yeah I, yeah. I was asking for this all year. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what they got me? Mm. A picture book about Dogmatics, the dog.
0: Right. That wasn't a comic. Yeah. Yeah. You mean it was, it was literally like a... It was like a storybook yeah. with pictures in it.
1: And yeah. it was about Dogmatics runs away from Obelix temporarily and has his own wacky adventure, oh, which was not God. wacky. And I didn't get to read a comic. Got- and there's like there's like fucking like a hundred of those books. Not quite a hundred. But there are a lot of those Asterix books. Yeah. And I just wanted one to call my own without having to borrow it from the they library. They probably would have had to go to some sort of effort
0: to actually find an Asterix book that isn't a comic. And isn't about. Oh yeah, no, no, no. My
1: my parents, my parents, were all about disappointing me when I was growing up. Oh
0: God, yeah, yeah. I'm not bitter though. I, you know, that's not how I turned out. The way that I turned out, Doesn't that was all Rob's fault. Put a bit of pressure on you though. Now that we're both parents, that, like, because there is this consciousness. It won't, it won't happen now. But in a few years' time, where they will remember bad Christmases and bad birthdays, like that will be. Uh, something that will live with forever. I don't know,
1: I don't know, Rob. I reckon I can dress up as Santa Claus Mm, and to my my poor daughters I
0: going to say yeah the Severely
1: Severely sight and impaired vision. Yeah.
0: This big red blob that <laughs> says, ho oh, oh, ho oh, hoo, I reckon I can get away with that She'll... for quite a few years, Bucko. As long as you like sort of keep her away from, you know, um you know the media. <laughs> you can probably keep her duped for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's your twenty first birthday, kiddo. Tied to tell you that Sandra isn't real. <gasps> but but the tooth fairy, that's real, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah, there. no, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Completely, one hundred percent. Because I think like being being told that Santa isn't real at the age of seven is pretty bad, but being told that Santa isn't real at the age of twenty one would be devastating. <laughs> Just That's... devastating. Yeah. Like, because not only would it like upset you, like, and like, it changes your whole worldview by yeah, that stage. It would not only like suck all the magic out of the world and throw mm-hmm. it into a big bin and then set the bin on fire, but it would also it would also ruin. The relationship you have with your daughter. (laughs)
1: Well,
0: to be honest, I don't think I'll be able to fool her at all. At least not for very long.
1: Because she's probably got my wife's intelligence with my cynicism. And that is probably a very dangerous combination. It's a deadly combination. Yeah. 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 So, we are talking about Christmas. We do have a game. Mm -hmm. For the past couple of years, we've been kind of putting in a half assed effort of... Oh, Home Alone. I have that game. It's mm-hmm. kind of that time of year where we need to do a Christmas game, and that's the only one I got, maybe other than Gremlins or something shitty like that. Yeah. But this time I have an actual, factual Christmas game that yes. I've been after for a while just for this episode mm-hmm. Christmas Nights into Dream. Bzz, bzz. <laughs> <laughs> I think that needed a plural. Yes. <laughs> dr- dr- Dream Z. Yes, It's Z- not just
0: one dream There are many dreams, yes. or at least two dreams Yes, two we, two dreams because there are at least two people who uh, are doing the dreaming I
1: know the good England and pluralization of mm-hmm. of, of stuff like dreams We, we know talky good words Yeah So the original Nights into Dreams mm. was mm-hmm. a uh, Sega Saturn game from mm-hmm. 1996 yep. Came out in about July Yep Then August and then October for uh, North America and Europe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is one of the defining games of the Sega Saturn, it's fair to say. Yep. It is done by Sonic Team. And Yuji Naka, who was a big influence on early Sonic games, or the basic influence on early Sonic games, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, was the producer and lead programmer on this. And all I can say is Mm -hmm. that, thank fucking God... That he did Nights into Dreams rather than a Sonic game. Because mm. people were saying, Oh my god, where's the Sonic game? Where's the Sonic game? And if there's anything that has been proven time and time again, it's mm-hmm. 3D Sonic. Kinda sucks.
0: Yeah. Kinda mostly sucks. This yeah. is a different game and it's a fun game as well. Yes. Yes. We're not talking about that game, AC. We're talking about a completely different game. Yeah. Completely different. Uh huh. Compool. Alright,
1: that's enough. All right, it is not completely different. It is a reskin uh-huh. of Nights into Dreams. Yes. It was released for a limited time at the end of 1996,
0: That's right. for the Christmas period to sell Sega happened. yes, I, why not? I assume it was very much for that mercenary purpose. Apparently, once they released Nights into Dreams, they immediately immediately began working on uh, this Christmas spin-off thing. Mm. Um, turned it around in about three or four months. It is a short game. It is a complete game. It's not a DLC or some weird crap. This is, you know, we're talking at back, uh, this back in 1996. Look, it is it is its own stand. You don't need to own Nights the Dreams. Yeah, I will play say Christmas that. Of the Dreams. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: look, all of the copies that I've ever come across mm. have always said not for sale. Yeah. So, I think this is a pack in for the console itself. You buy a happy meal and you get a- <laughs> That could have been it as well, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Look, It is a good game. It is basically a reskin. It's not as long as the original game, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is very pretty. Yes.
0: Yes, it has that in common with the original
1: game. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we tried a couple of different versions or ways to play this game. You'd think there's only one, but we had... We were playing it on my PAL, which is Australian uh, Sega Saturn console with the... uh, the action, action replay... Re- thank you very much. The action replay, which uh, you deletes the region locking on the system. Mm-hmm. But it still only works at 50 frames a second. And yeah. there are se- several pass-throughs that the AV cables needed to go through as well. Mm. So when I hooked up my uh, Japanese Seeker Satin... Because, of course, I have two Seeker Satins. Who doesn't? Let's <laughs> face it. Yeah. Well, you have to be stupid not to one have one. Saturn Satin-having chump? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a, Seeker, a Japanese Seeker Saturn before, an Australian one, I do believe. Um, I, I plugged it directly in and at 60 frames a second with no pass through, it looked magnificent.
0: Yeah. The visuals are very impressive. Yeah. Um, and that is really a big, big, big part of the whole Nights into Dreams experience, mm. let alone the Christmas Nights into Dreams experience. AC. Should we very quickly describe what the gameplay of these games is and then talk about the Christmassy stuff?
1: Yeah. So basically it's a 2.5D game. Mm-hmm. It is polygonal, yes, and it kind of works on a on a rotating stage, so you can yeah. go up, down, left, right, or rather loop the loop. Yeah, as you are flying around as knights, a rather androgynous, almost jester-looking character, Andri- I know, I harlequin, want to say. Yeah. very yeah, very much a harlequin kind of thing. So you can mm. choose to be a boy or a girl. Yes, and then you kind of you go into the uh, start of the stage and you become knights. Yeah, you fly around and it's basically a collectathon. You've yeah. got a time limit, mm-hmm. so it's. There's no other players. there are no other real enemies on the screen at first.: Yeah. You're just kind of trying to fly through the rings and get the collectibles, mm. and you collect enough within the time period to advance to the next stage. Yeah. And it is wonderfully addictive. The yes. gameplay is actually quite smooth. Mm. Uh, The visuals really help, it. the music is really, really fun and quite jovial as well. Yeah. If you do run out of time and you haven't got enough collectibles, you kind of fall to earth as the child and an alarm clock chases you. If the alarm
0: clock kind of hovers over you, Mm. you pop back into reality and wake up. Yeah, because the whole premise is that essentially this is all happening inside the dreams of... These two, Elliot kids. and Clarice. Yeah, just like, like real, real like American Joe names. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you know like <laughs> apple pie. Uh, they would name that in the Japanese version too. So <laughs> who knows?
0: No, no, no. Anyone called Elliot? Do you know anyone called Elliot? Yes, they? the guy from ET. Ah, yeah, mm, okay, Elliot. Yeah, but he's not. He's not really a person. <laughs> <laughs> not not <laughs> ET. Never mind. Let's not get into the ET discussion. Elliot, why you hate? Elliot so much He hates Elliot guys it's I hate really everyone named weird. Elliot If your name is Elliot Fuck off Stop listening to this right now <laughs> He'll come after you You're not allowed to You'll listen to this will do it shit.
1: too Yeah Alright so look It's a fun game
0: uh, What can you tell us about Christmas Nights into Dreams Sure well um, It's very Christmassy Okay uh, moving on No it um, It's It's kind of like Everything is Christmassy right Like, yeah, like the music so They replace a lot of the stuff A lot of the collectibles A lot of the enemies um, The backgrounds It's all, you know, changed into Christmas things. So presents and bells and Santa Claus is flying around in the back of the level and there's tinsel everywhere and it's snowing. And yeah, you get the idea. You know, it's it's very much like, like a... How do I say, like a Christmas kid's Christmas special was exploded all over your um your uh, TV set. But
1: you know um, what? I'm not usually a big Christmas kind of guy, but this mm. really works for Nights into Dreams. Yeah. Because it's such an arcade experience. Yeah. Like it's such a pick up and play sort of thing. After you get the mm. handle of the controls, which yeah. took me a minute, I might have to admit here. Mm. Because I, was, uh, I think the controller I was using actually broke. Yes. You think you managed to break
0: your special Nights into Dreams controller? Yeah, so
1: there was a special analog controller designed for this game actually and it just wasn't working like I I tried everything I knew about these things to fix it in Mm -hmm. a very short limited amount of time yeah but uh, I couldn't get it to work so I might have to go
0: open it up and delve a little bit deeper but uh, the normal controller works just fine as well yeah it works fine it makes me wonder why they bothered releasing it (laughs) I mean I suppose the analog control would have helped with doing those little circles yeah yeah um, that makes sense Uh, but you know the Christmas music is blaring Um, boy howdy it is like it's Christmas cheer up the friggin yin yang yeah um but you're right, it works. It works with the format because the original game is very much like loud, blaring music, very colourful, mindless, just collecting it things. Is very inoffensive.
1: Yeah. And it's very fun. Mm. And I think one of the, the most striking comments I had about this game actually comes from a friend of the show, Ben. Mm. Who, an old friend of ours, mentioned Mm. that he really liked this game at the time. They hired a Sega Saturn from the local video store. And in amongst all the dooms and the quakes and the Duke Nukem 3Ds and the kill all things that ever moved. Mm. This was just a nice, pleasant game where you fly around and have a good time. Yeah. And sometimes
0: that's what you need. Yeah. Well, I was talking about this earlier with you that, you know... We kind of load ourselves up with whatever we think is what we want. You know, like um, I tend to gravitate towards very violent games and also very cerebral games. So like all my games that are for the PlayStation, I actually looked at them um, a few few months ago and I was like, wow, I have a lot of R-rated games. And then going on my PC and most of the games I've got installed are these sort of strategy games. And it's like, do I really need like ultra violence and like stuff that makes me think really hard all the time? Maybe what I really need is something that isn't super violent and doesn't make me think very hard and that is pretty much what this game is yeah. it is not violent and you don't have to think you just hold right and the guy and he f- and he flies around the level yep. and you move up and down and you do little loops and you collect bells and little stars and and points happen, and numbers fly up on the screen, and it's very arcadey, and, you know, lots of colour and movement. Yeah. You're not really sure what's it's,
1: going it's on. It's very but... smooth. <laughs> like, I would say yeah. it looks better than the overwhelming majority of anything on the uh, Sega Saturn, or the Sony PlayStation, for that matter. Yeah. Because it's a first-party game with a sole purpose in mind. Yeah. And it's not a <coughs> complex game, but
0: it does do that very well. Yes. It sets out to do a simple thing, um, and it does it very well, and does it very impressively with the... Mm. Because once you've once you've said, well, this is all the game is doing. You know, you're not. It's not some huge open world or something like that. It's a very confined, tight yeah. design. You can make that that space really beautiful. And so the backgrounds are gorgeous. The motion, especially when we chucked in the the NTSC version yeah. and played it at full sixty frames, it's just like a delight to play it's
1: smooth uh, and you, you hardly yeah. notice the, the, the polygons mm. in uh, the original version you could actually see the polygons like uh, you know basically pop into existence mm. you know even four months later when they released uh, Christmas Nights Into Dreams it looked a lot smoother yeah. now, that could have been because they had snow in the background and they were basically hiding the fact yeah. but
0: it works for the game yeah. that's one of the things that makes it just that little bit little bit more special I suppose well, I, will, I will bring out some criticisms because we have sounded like, we're 100% on board here. Yeah. Um, so, criticism number one. Um, there's a distinct lack of challenge. It's, it's very easy. Um, once you get the hang of the controls, hmm. um, like, to put it this way... When you run into an enemy, it's very jarring and very surprising because you're so like there is a boss because yes. you're like oh no there are actually enemies in the level you run yeah. into them you lose five seconds oh that's right yeah, and yeah. they're so rare that when it happens you're like oh an enemy you know like <laughs> because you're just happily flying around <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like carefree with seemingly nothing holding you back and I think some gamers um, may find the lack of challenge. Apart from... Because it is kind of like a point... It's a a score attack kind of a game. It is. You've got a timer. It goes down. And you need to progress. Yes. You need to beat everything within the allotted time frame to progress to the next stage. So that's the challenge is like beating your previous time or your previous score. And so that's... Not enough for a lot of people. Um, And there
1: is a boss, though. uh, Like, basically a big dragon uh, with a Santa hat on if you're playing Christmas Nights into Dreams. Yes. And you don't really know what to do. Mm. Like, it does not give you any instructions. It does not give you any hints. There is basically no dialogue. Mm. And there is no uh, text... In the game, Mm. which is good if you want to get an international, like, or the Japanese version, which is incredibly cheap and can be found for basically 100 or 200 yen, like a dollar or two dollars.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we didn't know what to do, but we did... If you spin into
0: his head His head kind of falls off Which I guess is a thing (laughs) Yeah We didn't To be be absolutely clear We have not beaten this game No Um, We played enough of it To be able to talk about it But it's fun Uh, It's a game that I kind of Want to go back to Yeah look A little bit There was something Sort of almost um, Meditational About like just sitting there Flying through the level, collecting all the stuff, you get into this zone where chasing you're chasing the dragon. Like that lizard thing. brain takes yeah, over, you yeah. know, and that and that is is like valuable. I think, um, like I said, most of the games I play are too thoughtful or shocking, and this game is is just a fun time. Colorful stuff happens, you know. So, both as a Christmas game and as our featured game, yeah. would you recommend it? Yes, look. I think ideal scenario it's Christmas um, Eve or, or Christmas Day, and you chuck this thing in, and you're overwhelmed with all this. Like, let's, let's be fair. Pretty garish, but also like kind of upbeat Christmas music. And yeah, and in that context of it, it is Christmas. That would be really cool. Um, but I think even outside of Christmas, there's something to it. Clearly, if you want to play Nights into Dreams, probably play Nights into Dreams. Yeah, maybe not the Christmas Nights into Dreams. But that being said, maybe you don't have time. To play all of Nights into Dreams. Maybe you just want a very short little, you know, dip your toe in kind yeah. of thing. Like, this game is fine for that. So, look, I will give it a, a tentative recommendation with all those caveats. It is a good game. It may be one of the best Saturn games. Maybe not the mm. Christmas one. Maybe not Christmas, Nights, mm-hmm. Nights into Dreams, but certainly Nights into Dreams is up there. Um, and it's a little... This is a Christmassy little contained version of that. Yeah. So... I mean, yes, of course. When we start talking about what's the best Saturn game. This is a big conversation. That is, but not it is it a is on, conversation you want to go into. It again. is on many people's lists of of like great Saturn games, Oh, yeah. and it's also awesome. some some crazy people have even said it's one of the best games of all time, which I think is crazy. But it is good, yeah. um, and for what it is, um, which is a simple, you know, not very difficult game. Um, yeah, I give it my recommendation. And my phone is ringing, so I will now go answer the phone. <laughs>
1: you just heard there was Rob's phone going off um it was Meg and apparently his poor daughter Ruby uh had to be taken to hospital uh this isn't the most surprising thing because she's had croup and has already been in hospital um once this week already and then to the GP ...this afternoon, so Rob has been called away to duty, and fair enough, too. Um, yeah, that was a bit... It was very, very sudden, but that is the reason he had his phone off silent. And it was obviously an emergency, so he did need to go. Uh, I really hope that Ruby's going to be okay. I feel I feel in my heart that she will be okay. Uh, it's just a bit of a scare. Croup is... It's it's nasty, but um, you can definitely recover from it. So, and Ruby is a tough little kid, so I think she'll be okay. Um, look, there's a, a weird feeling here because I'm actually going to Japan tomorrow. Uh, from the point of view, on this, this is being recorded on the thirteenth of December. Uh, so, look. I'm going to do something a bit odd here. I'm going to keep going by myself. uh, Because at least we'll have something if we uh, don't have the chance to record. I suppose technically now that we've played the game and we've done uh, Rob's thoughts on it. I can give my thoughts. We can cut that in. and Maybe we can go to me from Japan talking. But... (laughs) I don't know if that's doable, and if it is, the sound quality is going to sound pretty shit shithouse, to be honest, because I won't have my mic over there. Uh, but I guess I'll soldier on, because there's nothing else I can do for the moment. Um, my thoughts on Christmas Nights into Dreams is that it's a good game. I don't think it's a full game, and I don't know if it was ever offered properly at retail. It's kind of like a demo, or shorter game. But it is a fun game, and it is a a very jolly sort of thing to do. So if you have a Sega Saturn, I would recommend getting this game. I really would. Uh, If the very least, you should get Normal Nights into Dreams, because it is a bit of a classic. And what I said before about um, Yuji Naka working on this rather than Sonic, I actually kind of meant I was such a big Sonic fan back in the day. But playing all of 3D Sonic Adventures from, you know, basically the 32-bit generation onwards uh, just really wasn't that great. And this is just more of a special-if kind of one-off sort of game. I think they did do a couple of sequels here and there. So my recommendation is if you've got a Saturn, you better buy it and you better play it. After all, it's Christmas. Christmas. It feels very odd to soldier on by myself. But uh, I'm going to record something regardless, I guess. Uh, this might never be heard by anyone, which doesn't sound as as normal or special as you might think so. We kind of always go under the impression that nobody ever listens to us. But uh, people do, and we really appreciate that. Uh, basically, my gaming life at the moment uh, has been... Been uh, consistent more with games than life, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I've been playing uh, everybody's golf. And I've been really enjoying it, but I'm still stuck on the same course. Like, it's the beginner course. You do nine holes out, you do nine holes in. You do mirror course one, mirror course two, 18 holes, and then 18 holes mirror course. And I'm getting towards the end of the next... Course has got to come up soon, right? I mean, I mean, right? And that's kind of the funny thing because I've seen there's a lot of DLC for this, and I'm starting to think: oh, is there even another course? Do I need to buy the extra courses or something? Is this not a full game? Hopefully, that's not the case, and I just haven't progressed enough in the story or the or the the single player mode yet to advance, but. If it is just one course, I'd be pretty disappointed. I really don't think it is, though. It was a bit cheaper than normal games, but it's a golf game, so, you know, that's kind of what I figured it might be. Um, So, other than that, uh, Elchan, who just left a couple of days ago from my perspective, uh, a couple of weeks from your perspective now... ...went back to Brisbane... Uh, ...we did end up playing Warriors of Fate... Uh, ...on the arcade... ...the uh, Game Life Balance... ...official MAME arcade... ...as official as it gets... ...and... Uh, ...look... ...I gotta say... ...it was... i ...maybe I wasn't in the right mood for it... ...it was a very long game... ...and it was... Uh, ...it was a 1992... Uh, ...Capcom beat em up ...and... ...look... I'm going to be honest with you, they were kind of a dime a dozen back then. It's not as special as uh, Tower of Doom or or, um, Mysterio, whatever it's called for the the Dungeons and Dragons Capcom games, nor is it as special as Alien vs. Predator. It's kind of in the vein of a bit more advanced version of Final Fight. And you know, so you got a lot of the same enemies, and you travel the country, and you see some different landscapes, and you have uh, you know a fair swath of characters to choose from. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't in the right mood. I just kind of wanted to finish it. I think it was a Friday night, and I was very tired after work. Being, I've been very particularly tired recently. I've just been worried about my my wife and um and her mother, and you know, I've been missing them a lot and and everything like that. So. I think I wanted to spend time with Elchan and play this game, but at the same time, I might not have been in the best frame of mind. So the whole time I was just going, I want this to end, I want this to end, I want this to end. And it just kept going. So it's not, certainly not a bad game, uh, Warriors of Fate. and It tells the, the same tale that we were telling last time in China for the last game we played. And look... Look, it's a, it's a solid game. It's a solid 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, I suppose. But, you know, it, it is an early 90s beat-em-up. And they can only take you so far. They really should have cut it maybe to two-thirds. The most interesting bit about this, and spoilers, is the the last boss. Which, you know, was kind of like a, a prissy nobleman. Uh, who you could defeat very easily, but... The trick was you had to do it in 10 seconds while everything was on fire around you and exploding, basically. We managed to do it at the very last second, or rather, Elchan did. But I'm not sure what would have happened if you didn't do it. Maybe you had to go fight all the previous level again. I really hope not, because it was quite, quite annoying to get up to that point. And that was Warriors of Fate. Uh, Look... He had some very nostalgic memories for it It's interesting to go back with someone Who really liked that game It was at his local um, Takeaway place I think And that's when he played it And it looks like it's almost forgiving at first Because you can you can waylace to a lot of enemies But uh, we used a lot of credits To get to the end And a lot of those credits weren't uh, lack of skill, it was more to do, to do with boredom We just got bored of like trying to play to the best of our ability And just kept hammering the button over and over again Which is not always the sign of a good game But once again, arcade beat him up from 1992 um, I have, I did actually play some X-Men versus Street Fighter as well that was interesting. I played some X-Men uh, Children of the Atom, which is the first X-Men beat-em-up game. I have that for Sega Saturn and of course it's on the main machine as well. And I had a bit of fun fiddling around with that. Uh, I always seem to choose Cyclops. Uh, he's such a geek. I don't know why I chose him. Uh, probably because I know how to do his projectile, which is just heavy punch or quarter, quarter circle punch and he goes, optic blast. And I always like projectiles. But now that I'm a little bit older, I, you know, and I've matured a little bit in my gaming tastes, I just don't like using him that much. So, you know, I, I messed around with some of the other characters. Uh, Wolverine, of course, gave him a fair go. Even Silver Samurai was uh, not as bad as I thought he was going to be. But, you know, they kind of chose some lame enemies, in my opinion. So I went to X-Men vs. Street Fighter And my main there is usually Rogue and Wolverine. Um, I don't choose any Street Fighter characters for some stupid reason. I was really into X-Men when I was young. And I had a bit of fun, but I couldn't for the life of me. And this shows how long I haven't been playing this game for. uh, It just... I couldn't remember how to switch out the characters... Like what button combination there was, you know. I tried a whole bunch of things from memory, and none of them worked. Maybe I wasn't doing it right, and I couldn't. I couldn't switch out Rogue for Wolverine, and I got to like the third team up, and then it just all fell apart, and I kind of got bored of it. I was thinking of playing the X Men arcade, mach- uh, not machine. I don't have the machine because it's like a, a six-player, two-screen, two-screen um, horizontal, I should say, not vertical kind of game and of course I don't have that machine but I have the simplified version where you're just kind of fighting different coloured sentinels and I played that for a little bit just to remember what it was like I think um, one of my main problems with that game is that every time you use your special mutant power uh, your health goes down and I can kind of understand that... But I think there should have been a separate meter... Because the whole purpose behind X-Men... Is their fantastic powers... It shouldn't drain their fucking life... But... Uh, you know... It's a fun game... It's the welcome to die game... And all that sort of thing... I didn't get very far... I just wanted to kind of try out all the characters... i got to say... I'm a bit of a Dazzler fan... I know almost nothing about Dazzler... But I always enjoyed the character... From what limited exposure I've had... Uh, and I think... Uh, last episode we were talking about what consoles I was going to take to Japan Uh, and I've pretty much packed now I'm I'm going tomorrow, not moving, just going and I'm taking the Nintendo Switch, of course the Vita of course and of course the um, Game Boy Advance SP-101 Of course, I've said of course there are a lot, but look, I kind of do use all of those consoles uh, and I've been tempted to get the, uh, what do you call it, the DLC for uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but nothing's wowed me enough to make that final purchase of 30 Aussie dollars. And I know it comes with two DLC packs and it's a season pass and it it comes with some pretty cool stuff. But nothing's really wowed me to the point of, yeah, it's completely new. I really want to dive in there and do some more story. So I might purchase it one day and I was thinking maybe I could get it and take it on the plane, etc, etc. But honestly, at this point, I'm just not that tempted to get it. I don't really have an extra $30 to spend at the moment, to be completely honest. Uh, any, any money I do have before I go on leave will probably be spent at the, um, the airport bar. Uh, and look, basically I leave tomorrow night. I'm mostly packed, which is good. So we're heading into the life part here, but, uh, you know, I'm going to have two suitcases and they're going to be taken off me pretty quickly, but I have a long wait between, uh, Canberra. Melbourne, Melbourne, Narita, Tokyo. It's about three hours. I don't think the flight leaves until almost one o'clock. And there's not a whole lot to do in Melbourne Airport from memory. I've only ever really been to the international section once before. And that was last time. I didn't have to wait that long. But uh, that late at night, even the duty-free shops are going to close. And hopefully, you know, the bars are going to be open for a little bit. So I can at least do something... With the idea being that hopefully i can fall asleep on the plane which would be nice but i don't know you know i don't have a good track record of sleeping on planes i always find it a bit difficult to be completely honest uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing maria and and may my mother-in-law is going into hospital again tomorrow from my perspective so the 14th of december uh, for a round of another round of chemo. Uh, I don't really know how well she's doing. I don't think it's fantastic, but uh, she will have to spend this round of chemo in the hospital because she's uh, lost a bit of strength recently. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her and of course, you know my wife and my daughter who I've been missing terribly. Uh, And hopefully I'll just be able to spend some time. Even if it's in the hospital room, it'll be really good to see Terrico again, I have to to say. Uh, And Rob and I did actually have plans to see the Star Wars movie, the new one, tomorrow. And I don't think that's going to happen now. I mean, I might get there, possibly, if I want to. Uh, Which I'd feel a bit funny about seeing, because I kind of... Rob was really the one who really wants to see Star Wars. He's a much bigger Star Wars fan than I am. And I don't mind Star Wars. Uh, I think it's pretty good. uh, But I just don't have the affinity for it. I'm much more of a Back to the Future fanatic. And, you know, I like watching the movies and everything. But, you know, it's even like the the EA Star Wars thing. It's a cash grab. And we all know it's a cash grab. And if it's an entertaining cash grab, I don't have a lot of problems with it. But the EA thing... And I know that everyone's saying... Oh no, Disney told them to back off. But what you got to remember is... Disney was complacent. If they could have gotten away with it... They totally would have. Uh, they're very protective... Famously protective of their properties. So I don't think they knew the extent... To what EA wanted to do... But they certainly knew of... Uh, you know, wanting to charge DLC... And you know wanting to make people play the game... For as much as they did. Whether they knew you know, as the total expense it was gonna be. I had no idea they might have. But I'm not under no illusion that Disney was the innocent party in that whole saga. I think they knew. They must have known, uh, especially with how protective they are. Um but the whole thing just kind of went made me go, eh I mean I was not even planning to watch it until Rob suggested it a couple of weeks ago now. And then I thought, oh yeah, I suppose if if I get the chance to see it before I go away I might have had the chance, but uh, it really doesn't worry me either way if I don't. And I'm sure I'll find out what happens either way through osmosis. Like, it's not something you can really avoid after a while. Uh, And, you know, I'm going to be on holidays. And (laughs) whether how much I'll actually get to relax or not is going to be a little bit iffy. Because, frankly, uh, you know... Taking care of of May in this house and like, you know, helping Maria prepare dinners and looking after May while, you know, Maria does things and her looking after May while I do things around the house because uh, it's an old house and it, it really has to be maintained. Uh, I don't know whether I'm going to get a lot of relaxing done, but that doesn't worry me that much. I just kind of want to spend time with my family after not seeing them so much this year. So I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not under the pretenses of this is going to be like a relaxing holiday. Uh, I was also reliably informed that uh, it is the coldest winter in 15 years. And it's already getting down to kind of minus three in early December, which doesn't bode well for the, the deep, dark winter, which I'm in store for. But, you know, that's, that's just the way it goes. I've got a little old heater in my little uh, dormitory. Because I can't stay in the main house... Because it's caked in 20 years of... Of cat fur and dandruff and drool... I don't know, I don't like cats... I think that's established... So... I'm looking forward to it... I'm hopefully going to spend a couple of days in Tokyo... Which I'm looking forward to... If we manage to get there... If not, I won't be devastated... But... It'd be nice if we can make it... I'm sure at one stage I'll be able to do the book-off hard-off thing too... A little bit... You know... uh, See what's around play a couple of games maybe even get some uh, Japanese Switch games if they're on offer and they're any good do a bit of research there Uh, and basically I think that's where my life is heading now by the time you hear this I will be in Japan so my advice is to keep up with me follow me on Twitter at ProdTally because when I'm on vacation uh, I do tend to tweet a little bit more even when I say, I don't have time, I have enough time that I kind of want to, you know, relax my brain and do that sort of thing where I, you know, even if I, I don't have lots of time, I want to put my brain into that mode. Um, I do a lot of the driving over there. I've got my international driver's license because the hospital is quite a ways away from the house and I don't want my wife to drive. Um, Maria is, you know, a, fi- a fine driver in Japan. Uh, but it's way too much to ask her to drive like two hours there and back every day. And, you know, no matter what, you know, and other incidental things we need to do in the meantime. Uh, we also pre-ordered KFC, which I may have mentioned. Uh, that It's so popular over there, you actually literally have to pre-order. I never pre-order games. KFC, though, totally going to pre-order that, apparently. So I guess that's my little spiel. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone will ever hear this. This could be, like, bonus content or something like that. Uh, I guess if I'm over in Japan and Rob's okay and we manage to do some sort of Hangouts link-up or something, that could be good as well because I can possibly offer you up a bit more of what I've been doing over there. Because you got to remember that we've literally only been, like, it's been three days. I can't really comment on what Rob's been doing except that he's been really busy with Ruby because she's been a bit, like, not a bit sick, quite sick. And I know all of our, um, our thoughts are with her. Uh, though by the time you hear this, I'm sure I'm sure she'll be okay. I'm sure she will be. So I am... Uh, there's going to be no quiz today. There's no one to quiz me. I can't quiz myself. I probably could, actually. Uh, you know, take a couple of shots between every answer and I'll bloody well forget. But we won't be doing that. Uh, you can visit us on the web at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com. Very odd way to end the year if this, if this does go out to the public. But, you know, that's that's the way it goes. Uh, sometimes I, I do say I might do something overseas. And occasionally I do. I, I might do a video. Uh, I might do, like, a bonus uh, Game Life Guidance or something like that. I don't know if I'll do that this time. I want to. Uh, but whether I have the time or whether I even have anything to talk about is another matter as well. Because... You know, I'm under no illusion that if you've made it this far... Um, well, points to you, respect to you... But, uh, you know, I'm not the most interesting person to listen to for hours and hours on end. And even I know that. And I listen to myself all the time. So, as I said, follow me at ProdTelly. Uh, the Americans are back. Uh, the US office is going gang- gangbusters. Because they are doing every game on the... Um, The uh, SNES Mini... I keep wanting to say SNES... Because we really say that in Australia. And I think... uh, At this point in time... They are doing Star Fox and Star Fox 2. And it looks like to be a good show. So check them out. Have a bit of fun. Um, I really, really enjoyed their last episode. It was a whole whole lot of fun. And give us a positive... uh, Review on iTunes. That really helps. Uh, This year has been weird. I just this if this does go out and this is just me talking, I will say that this year has been very weird, uh, especially with with everything that's happened to Rob um, with Rob and his family and his breakup and uh, and you know with with what's happened with my um, my situation where my wife has had to go overseas a lot and my uh, my baby, Little baby girl May has been uh, diagnosed uh, with a very rare disease uh, or a condition rather than a disease. We had that genetically tested, the FEVR. They couldn't find the cause. It was even sent off to Oregon in the United States and they couldn't find anything. Uh, Maria and I are going to get our eyes tested soon to see if there's any hints there. But it looks like it's just one in a million, 25 million fluke. Uh, it has been an odd year. Um, I think next year we're going to be trying to do kind of more high energy again as Rob kind of gets back into his groove and, you know, I try and, you know, I don't think I was ever really out of my groove, but I really wanted to, I really like the dynamic that Rob and I have. And I really like it when we're both high energy because I feel like we bring something, but even... Even with everything that's going on, we hope you have enjoyed the show, because we've still been trying to deliver a quality product. Uh, But with this being game-life balance, the life stuff really does get in the way. And that's why we name the show after that. Because, you know, life obviously happens, and it happens fast. And this has been such a... This year has just been going bam, bam, bam to us all the way. And, you know... You just gotta, you just gotta go with it to a certain extent. And Rob and I are going to keep doing this as far as we know for the foreseeable future. And we hope that you stick with us. And we really appreciate the fact that you listen. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, I am AC uh, Andrew AC Yoshimura for Game Life Balance Australia, uh, and thank you very much for listening.